0: Today's Old Testament lesson comes from the 12th chapter of Genesis, verses 1 through 4a. And it reads, Now the Lord said to Abram, Go from your country and your kindred and your father's house to the land that I will show you. I will make of you a great nation, and I will bless you and make your name great. So that you will be a blessing. I will bless those who bless you, and the one who curses you I will curse. And in you all the families of the earth shall be blessed. So Abram went, as the Lord had told him. The word of the Lord. You know, as I've read this week's lectionary from this from this Genesis text. My mind drifted back to a story I heard when I worked and attended a small group Bible study at Dick Smith Nissan in Lexington. And I worked at that dealership for about three months or so during the last semester when I attended the University of South Carolina. And I was able to recall this story because this particular scripture in uh, Genesis was the unit of passage that we was studying during that time. We met every Monday morning at six thirty sharp, and among uh, this very small group of of believers was Dick Smith himself. And at this particular time, Dick Smith was retired, and he said he didn't really come around the dealership a whole lot because, as I told uh, Dr. Ben, his children said that they were ready for him to retire because he was giving away too many cars. (laughs) But he was very faithful to that small group Bible study. And on this particular morning, Mr. Dick told us... uh, Gave us his testimony about how he started Dick Smith Motors, which later became Dick Smith Nissan and is now Dick Smith Automotive Group. He began his story by telling us how he and his wife struggled financially when they first got married. He said that they could barely pay their bills. They didn't have A lot of money to give their children some of the things that they wanted. And he said there were even times where they had to sacrifice meals as the parents of their household. But he said that they sacrificed those their own meals to ensure their children were properly cared for as God intended them to do. He told us that even in the midst of all those struggles, even in the midst of their financial woes, he and his wife, they never wavered on their trust in God. He said that, that they believed in God's faithful promises that God told them many years ago. And they, He said they were committed to tithing in their local church as well as helping everyone they felt God was Leading them to serve. With tears in his eyes, Mr. Dick explained how some people, including some members of their church, some family members and some of his closest friends ridiculed them for giving their last bit of money to support the needs of the church and to support those who were in need. And as Dick Smith continued his testimony, he told us how one day out of the blue, one of his friends approached him about purchasing the Datsun dealership in Columbia. And at that particular time, y'all know it was Datsun before it became Nissan. So that goes to tell you how long ago that was. He said his friend approached him and told him that he was willing to sell him the dealership for $10,000. Mr. Smith said at first he thought his friend was losing his mind because his friend knew that he did not have that that kind of money. He also knew he did not have the credit or collateral to secure that type of loan from a bank. However, as Mr. Smith recalled in his testimony, he said perhaps God was testing his faith because as soon as doubt entered his mind, his friend told him to go to a particular bank in town, ask for a specific banker by name, and request all the monies needed to purchase that dealership. And he said he, he went home with, with doubt in his mind. He, he went home with a heart of, of fear and he said he, he went to his wife and he, he told his wife what his friend had offered him. And he said his, his wife being very devoted to Christianity said, Dick, let's just pray about it. Let's fast so we can know what God's direction is for our life. And he said after three days, his wife told him she had a dream. That God blessed them with the necessary resources to start the car business. He also said his wife told him that God was also calling them to remember God's blessings to them As they were being called to help others. He said he knew his wife's dream was confirmation because he had a similar dream the night before. Pastor Will, long story short, after going to the bank on faith and asking for the monies, the bank denied his request for ten thousand dollars. And they loaned him $20,000. With tears in his eyes, Mr. Smith encouraged us to remain faithful to God because God is faithful to us. And as we continued our Bible study that morning, my heart, Adrian, became overwhelmed. And I learned several lessons about God's blessings, not only to Abram, but also to us in our present age. First, I I learned in the context of this Genesis story how Abram, who later became known as Abraham, he did not, Tom, Use God's blessings given to him for self-gratification or selfishness. Secondly, I learned Abraham used God's gifts of wisdom to lead his family to a life of worship and faithfulness to God. The third thing I I learned, Marty and Renee, that Abraham is still revered as a model and a common religious figure among Jews, Christians, and Muslims. To this day, for Abraham's commitment to faithfulness, although Abraham was blessed, and became a blessing to others, including his kinsman, Meg, he was not blessed because he was more deserving of the favor of God in comparison to anyone else. He was not, John, blessed by his merits alone, his deeds, or his good work. Betty Gale, he was not blessed because of his fame or cool points in the community. Rather, my friends, Abram was blessed because of his faithfulness to God. And God knew that God could trust him to become a good steward of God's blessings entrusted to him. Colin, it is here in this biblical story of Abram where we are reminded of our commitment. We are reminded of our stewardship and we are reminded of our service to all creation. We are called to commit our lives to God and become conduits of God's grace, conduits of God's love and conduits of God's mercy. We are called to become good stewards, not only of our monies, but also our gifts and our talents. Oh, my friends, we are called to serve all humanity as led by the Holy Spirit. Thus, I want us to ask ourselves these questions. Can God trust us with God's blessings and resources? Will we become faithful disciples of God, become the stewards of God's riches, and will we serve others in a manner that is pleasing and acceptable to God? John Wesley reminds us in his sermon number 50, the use of money, in that very long sermon at the very end, he he said that we should employ whatever God has entrusted us with in doing good, all possible good, in every possible kind and degree to the household of faith, all men. Simply put, my friends, we are called to use our monies, gifts, and talents to serve the common good of all creation, which includes taking care of the basic necessities of our families. And I believe this is an honorable goal as we consider others. And thus, as we take care of our families, I also challenge us to take care of the sick. Visit and be mindful of those who are bereaving. Let us endeavor to feed those that are hungry. And when at all possible, let us endeavor to try to offer shelter to those who are homeless. And for goodness sake, my friends, let us be attentive to the least and unlikely among us, which are those that are socially marginalized. Let us endeavor, my friends, to follow the direction and guidance of God through the Holy Spirit. Let us, my friends, always re- remember To be what God is calling us to be and to become a blessing to others. Let us serve again as conduits of God's grace, love, and mercy among all creation. And I believe all these are indicative of becoming a blessing to others. Let us press forward in faith, knowing that we are not alone. God is with us. In closing, just like God blessed Abram and blessed Dick Smith because of their faithfulness, God is eager to bless us for our commitment to faithfulness. I personally believe the weight of our blessings is heavily equated to how well we intend to bless others. God looks at the heart of humankind to gauge the degree of our faithfulness. So I ask us this last rhetorical question. Can God count on you? To do the right thing at the right time as a faithful steward of God's blessings given to us. I hope and pray that our response answer will be, yes Lord, use me, here I am.